What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey, good people. How are you doing today? Welcome back to the Young, Black and Independent show, where we discuss a variety of topics to help young black people live spiritually fulfilled, healthier, less materialistic and financially independent lives. I'm your host, Seal, and today, hmm, some sort of chitty chat. We're going to be talking about how I landed my 500k job at the age of 25. Yes, you heard me right, 25. Ah, okay. So this is, you know, something I hear a lot, you know, back home in Cameroon. Oh, you cannot land a job uh, in Cameroon if you don't know somebody in that organization Oh, um, I don't have the right degree to make that application. Oh, um, I um, I don't have the right skill set, you know, to work in that company. You know, people just making excuses, all sorts of alibis that have become the norm and have actually discouraged people from making applications, okay? Before you even make the application, you already consider yourself a failure. That's a terrible mistake. That is a terrible mistake. I'll tell you what, so... How did I get this job? Um, I wasn't looking. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and lie that I went out scouting for a 500k job at 24. I had a job already where I was making 230k. It wasn't bad. The conditions of work were good, but I wasn't looking for another job. You know, I didn't even have an interest in finding or leaving my current job. Um, so what had happened was I was on the internet and I was just trying to help my, um, baby brother to put his curriculum vitae, um, together. And I was doing some research on how to build his CV because he's into, um, industrial welding and he had just completed his course. And I was trying to help him as a very kind big sister (laughs) to put his CV together and to start making, you know, applications for him or with him. And I came across, you know, while I was, you know, just doing some research, I started searching what is it that employers in the petroleum and uh, industrial sectors are looking for from welders? You know, what are the skill sets so that I could add these skill sets to his CV and give him a boost? You know, that's what happened. And while I was doing that, I came across this job advert. I was like, they're like, uh, it looked pretty, you know, silly like it didn't look anything like a multinational job um um uh, uh, offer so i was like okay they were like looking for an accountant uh with so so and so years of experience you know and i was like okay well i just click on the link i clicked on the link and it took me to a page where i had to upload my cv um obviously i uploaded my cv at this point in time Good people, I'm telling you that I was just faffing around, okay? I was just joking around. I had no serious intentions towards leaving my current job. I was just joking around uh, and I was just doing it for fun. I uploaded the CV and I sent it. I did make two or three. I did come across two or three job offers like that and I just sent my CV. Guess what? Guess what? 
guess what? <laughs> this was around 4 p.m. on a Wednesday. And the next day, I'm telling you, the very next day at 9 a.m., I got a phone call. And, you know, obviously it's 9, I'm at work, my phone is ringing. Best practice will suggest that you don't pick up the phone. But the role of responsibility, which I had at the at the my uh current job was such that I could, you know, miss on, miss out on potential uh, company information if I didn't respond. So I picked a call very professionally. This is something I want you to, to underline. It's very important for, for you to always pick up the phone in a professional manner, in a, in a polite manner, because some people, when you call them, they're like, hello, now this, you know, who's this? You don't respond to the phone like that. You can say, hello, um, still speaking. Oh, hello. Hi. Oh, good afternoon. Oh, what am I talking to? But don't be rude on the phone before you hear the other person out. Why are you even rude on the phone? A lot of people do that. You know, they respond or perhaps they're in a noisy place and they just pick up the phone and they're screaming, hello, hello. Like you hear in, <laughs> in taxis or buses, you can miss out on a very big opportunity with that attitude. And by the way, this is not something coming from me. It's coming from a CEO whom I spoke to yesterday. You know, he said to me that when he gets CVs for jobs uh, or when he's looking to hire a new employee, he, he will obviously put out the job um, offer and once enough CVs have come in and the deadline has passed, he will not call immediately. He will give impromptu calls to the candidates and based off of their first impression, of his first impression of them, which is usually that, you know, how you respond to the phone, that curtsy, that politeness, then he's going to put your CV aside and say, mm, I'd like to know more about this person. I'd like to know more about Vera. I'd like to know more about Sandra. I'd like to know more about Favor. I'd like to know more about uh, Randolph uh, and so on, you know. Um, yeah, so I picked up the phone. I was like, hello, morning. He's like, hi. And he started speaking to me in French. Bonjour. Uh, I didn't hear his name. I'm telling you that I did not hear anything. The guy was so fast on the phone. All I could catch was the address. And I needed to go for a job interview same day at 4 p.m. Okay. I was like, huh? Today? 4 p.m. interview? Where? And I wrote it down. And... <laughs> It's a funny story, but I'll tell you. So I wrote it down and I said, okay, mm, what do I do? I'm supposed to be working, not going for job interviews. And what job is this, by the way? Who did I send my CV to? Um, at this point in time, I didn't know who, what company. I didn't know, you know, I had no clue because the guy was so fast. He was speaking to me in French and I just did not catch a thing. Um, but however, I was very curious, you know, again, it comes back to that attitude What's your attitude towards life? What's your attitude? Opportunities are always align, you know, always align with your attitude. You know, you cannot stay at home every day and saying, hmm, master, there's no work in this country. I can't find work. You know, uh, Cameroon is such a mess. Um, I don't know what's going on in this country, uh, blah, 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 and keep whining and being the victim of a, of a corrupt government. Yeah, you know, we all know that the government is corrupt. 
you know, but is that a, is that a reason, you know, is that a reason for you to just sit back and watch TV all day, you know, and just complain? No, it's not. If you, on the other hand, are complaining and someone is out there with their CV on the internet, you know, knocking doors, they will meet the opportunity face to face while you're at home complaining. Okay. All right. That aside. So I, uh, when I, I was contemplating, what do I do? What do I do? And I decided to call a friend and I said it was raining on that day, you know, you know, really, really pouring. And I called a friend. I said, um, I've got this job interview and, um, I don't know. Can you come with me? Um, so no, no, no. Uh, let me backtrack a little. So what had happened was around two in the afternoon, I decided to ring up that number again. Um, and no one answered obviously. Um, but I knew what time I was meant to be at the address for the interview. So I called a friend and I said, Hey, you know, I've got a, this job interview in, um, this, at this address. Can you come with me, please? And he said, yeah. So he came and drove me there. And, uh, when we got there to the address, I was like, I can't see any company around here. And I decided to call the number. And this time the, the person on the other end answered and he said, hello. I was like, hi, um, this is Seal. I have a job interview today at this address and I'm there, but I can't find the company. So he said, no, it's not the company. It's my home. I was like, oh my God, all the things I've been reading about. Oh, someone's about to rape me or to cut my head off. And, you know, the friend with whom I was, he said to me, are you crazy? I'm here with you and you're scared. We're going. <laughs> Because if I was alone, I swear to you, I would have gone back. I would have thought it was a scam and I would have gone back, you know. And obviously, it just comes back to the point that you should surround yourself with people who are positive. Because if he was not positive as well, we would have gone back um, and I would have missed the job opportunity. Um, so he said, no, we're going. And uh, we went. And uh, when we went to we got there and you know obviously the person on the other end was you know telling us how to come into the premises and everything <sighs> it was still a dream to me until I got into that flat sat there in front of this young white guy and he said to me oh uh, Sil, I got your um your CV and there was this pile of CVs on his table already you know, and he said, oh, your CV is quite interesting. Can you tell me more about yourself? I just told him one or two things. And uh, he asked me a few technical questions about the field. Again, you have to be comfortable in the field in which you are applying for a job. You have to know the basics because employers tend to feel through your, and also your body language, your passion about the topic, uh, or the questions that he's asking you, you know, always go above and beyond to make the person understand that you know what you're talking about because no one wants to hire someone who knows Jack. Okay. <laughs> you have to be comfortable to discuss, you know, um, key issues about the industry that you're applying into. And I had a chat with this guy and he said, okay, um, if you, if I were to, you know, hire you, when can you start? I was like, are you joking? He said, well, I'm just asking, you know, there are quite a few other candidates. You, you know, will get back to you, the successful 
candidate um but i'm just asking you if i were to hire you when would you start i was like well i'm currently working and i have to notify my current employer that also is professionalism these little things i believe are the things that got me the job first i was confident second i was um i was in time i was professionally dressed um and and then you know i went i went away i still did not know what company i swear i did not know <laughs> i had no clue that it was a uh, multinational so i went away and carried on my business doing my normal usual you know work and uh, maybe two weeks later i got an email saying that i have been selected and my application has been successful i need to uh, and then my contract is going to be sent to me i was like yay i made it i made it to what i had no clue and a couple of days later i got my job offer as in the contract letter i was like are you kidding me oh my god oh my god it was a multinational and uh, i looked at the contract letter i was like and i just wanted to bluff like you know, I replied to you and said, well, thank you very much for the offer letter. I unfortunately cannot accept this salary. Um, I would accept 500K, you know. I said at the time, I'll, I'll accept $1,000 or, well, I'm sorry, I can't leave my current job. <laughs> oh, gosh, people, look, look. This is two times what I was earning. But I was like, nah, you know. If this guy had all those CVs on his table and he wanted me, then I definitely have something that he wants. So I'll ask him what I want to. So I said, $1,000 for starters. <laughs> and obviously my contract, I had full, full health insurance. I had a car. Um, I, had a, I had my own office and all this. Um, I had my own laptop. In fact, it was really nice. It was, you know, and I, at this point I was like, maybe I'm over stretching it but what i want to say about this point is that you have to be confident you have to be confident and the way you come across is going to either um betray you or it's going to boost your it's going to boost your candidate uh, candidature yeah candidature so um i i thought okay maybe i've blown everything up and i won't hear from this guy but guess what? After a couple of hours, he said, okay, I'll talk to the finance, the group finance manager and get back to you. And I got that salary. Okay. I got it. <laughs> and, uh, I started work. I started working. So what I wanted to say, you know, is that the, the certain meets in Cameroon that you can only work through connectivity. I knew absolutely no one, you know, in this company. I didn't even know that the company existed. And it all boils down to the fact that I did not do my research. I wasn't looking. So if you're looking, I, I urge you to do research, to go on the internet and comb it inside out. Do your research. Go on you know, platforms like LinkedIn. By the way, I'm going to be posting some jobs opportunities for Cameroon uh on linkedin go on linkedin you know try to connect build a good profile try to connect with um with um people with managerial roles in organizations that you're interested in send them and send me send them your cv inbox you know send them a, a a message send them a motivation letter it's very important your cover letter you know um sometimes supersedes your cv 
oh sorry your degree um and then also it's not always about having a degree in that sector okay if you're very passionate about particular sector i i ended up having work in marketing but i never had a marketing degree that's because i was passionate about selling and my employer at the time could see that in the way i was engaging in my language you know that i was passionate about it and that um you know i would probably do my best to succeed in that industry. And I got the job and I did really well. Amongst my colleagues, I think I was one of the best in terms of um, meeting objectives, sales objectives. Um, Another thing which I wanted to mention quickly is that every job has some sort of an induction process. There is no job. If you leave one company to the other, even if they're in the same industry or same sector, The new company you've gone to doesn't necessarily have the same processes as the old one you were uh, working for. So they would definitely do some sort of on-the-job training. They'll do some sort of induction into their company culture, into their company processes. So don't be be worried about that aspect because if you leave Diageo to go to Brasserie du Cameroon, they will induct you. They will train you. So most employers actually do train people. So if you see a job opportunity, just apply and make sure that in your cover letter, you you sort of tell your story to the employer. Tell your story. Most employers don't even look at the CVs nowadays. They look at your cover letter, okay? Which is something that's supposed to be very detailed and very catchy. Um, another thing that people generally say is that there are limited jobs in Cameroon. Not so true. Um, there are quite a few jobs in Cameroon and I, I get notifications every day about um, new uh, opportunities. Uh, like I said earlier in the audio, I spoke to a few CEOs yesterday and they did tell me these things that they're looking for in a uh, prospective employee. They say you have to make sure that you have the right diploma. Yeah. Um, for the industry you're applying for, you cannot want to become a welder, but your diploma is in accounting. That's a bit extreme. In sensitive cases or for sensitive industries, you have to write, have the right diploma. Otherwise, you'll be wasting your time, deflating yourself because you will never get um, shortlisted and it can really affect your morale, okay? Um, you have to be very enthusiastic as well through your body language, your physical appearance. Some people go for job interviews. I ask myself, are you going to a nightclub? Um, for example, you know, a couple of uh, years ago, in fact, for this same Danish multinational, I just, um, I was working for, they, uh, they were looking for my department, you know, I was boss of that department, I was looking to hire an accountant, and I got a few you know, I, I tried to find, you know, an accountant for three months. You can't believe it. People complain all the time that there's no work in Cameroon. There's no work. There's no work. But when you're looking for staff, you can't find them. And quite recently, quite recently, we're looking to hire a marketing manager for one of our businesses, you know, in Cameroon. And we couldn't find one. We couldn't. But every every year, um, people graduate from the university with marketing degrees. Where are they? You can't find them. Even when you find them, they don't have the right attitude. They're not enthusiastic. Their body language doesn't tell you that they're willing and able to work. You're, you're, you're applying into a business where you're going to be paid for the work you do. So what is it that you bring to the table? And also you have to associate yourself with institutions. Once, If you've just graduated from school, I recommend that you start You know, from... Uh, small companies where you can learn a lot. If you get into a big organization where, you know, um, things are quite, you know, 
regimented, it's difficult for you to first off talk to your boss on a one-on-one and secondly to really understand how things are done on a, on a small scale. So I would recommend that you get, well, the, the CEO, one of the CEOs I spoke to says that it's recommended for you to get into small organizations for starters, you know, where you can gain hands-on experience on how to do things and then climb up the ladder in that industry, okay? And one of them also said that it's important for you to do some informative research for the industry that you want to work in. Um, If you want to become or you want to work in the accounting industry, uh, I recommend that you do your research because accounting can be very taxing. It can be very demanding. You know, before I left the industry, I used to suffer from terrible migraines, excruciating pain because it's so demanding. If you miss a figure, you can end up in jail for that. So you have to be very mindful about, you know, the fact that certain industries are quite demanding. And if you want to get into that industry, you have to do your research. If you're a family person, especially for ladies, you don't want to get into a job where you will find yourself, you know, at the office at late hours, your kids are, you know, missing out on quality time with you. You're unable to cook for your husband. Um, and, and it starts to affect your, your whole life. You don't really have a work-life balance. So, it's very important for you to be mindful about some certain things that they don't generally tell you, um, but which you have to, you know, research on your own. Another thing is about passion. You have to be passionate about what it is that you want to do in life. You know, employers can see that through your CV. They can see that in your track record. You know, if you've maintained a tr- good track record throughout your educational parcours and also the kind of, uh, associations that you have been uh, a member of, you know, were you a part of your um, external association? Were you a part of the ESCO? Did you hold managerial roles? Um, Have you in the past applied for internships? It can be paid or unpaid. Uh, Oftentimes when you leave school, it's recommended for you not to be agitated about paid uh, internships. It's what is most important is for you to gain experience from that experience. Then your price is going to definitely go up because when you're applying for a job and you're confident about your capabilities and what you're bringing to the table, it can be seen through your application. It can be seen once again through your cover letter. You have to be optimistic. You have, you have to be positive and you have to be you have to be daring, okay? Um, so another aspect which uh, was mentioned was impromptu interviews. Um, like I said earlier, you have to be ready at all times. Some people can be very rude on the phone once they pick up the phone. I don't know why, but <laughs> it's just something that is, you know, um, quite um, brain-numbing to me why you would pick up the phone and the first thing you 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 do is just be aggressive, you know. Why? Why do you do that? You can miss up on opportunities if you pick up the phone and you're talking to your future employer and the first thing you say was, hello, who is this? Come on, you know, be kind on the phone. You just put them off, you know. And another thing you need to do is to talk to the people around you Tell them what it is that you're trying to achieve. If you're looking for work, talk to the people around you. They don't necessarily know you're looking for work. You know, don't assume that people know that you're jobless. Just talk to the people around you. It can be your friends, your family, your family, friends, 
you know, everyone around you, you possibly can tell that you're looking for work. You know, I've just graduated. I'm looking for work and try to attend network events as well, where you can meet other people, go on social media platforms, try to connect with um, bosses from uh, different organizations that you, you would love to work at. Try to volunteer your services as well, you know, and try as much as possible, uh, last but not the least, to prepare a CV that is compelling and enticing, okay? Some people, their CVs are like um, like a notebook. Come on, make a one-page CV where you can compress your, your skills and your qualifications uh, into and, you know, make it easy for any... Um, any employer to be able to run through your CV and say, hey, you know, I'm interested in this person or I'm not. Once you start making the process confusing or or, or uh, difficult for them, they'll just put your CV aside because oftentimes there's so many applications. But once your CV is catchy, okay, they'll put it to the left or to the right. If it's complicated to understand, they'll just put it in the bin. You know, they don't have time for that. It's you who is sick and it's you who needs the, the pills from the doctor. So you have to make sure that your CV is top notch. Um, I hope I've covered all the points, you know, and I hope that you find this useful and you can go on the internet and get your own 500k job. Thank you so much for listening. Look forward to speaking. You can read the article about this on www youngandindependent.com young and independent is one word and the title of the article is landing a 500k job in a multinational you can read all the details on there and look forward to speaking next time cheers bye-bye every day we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in at u.s border patrol protecting our borders is more than a job it's a calling agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.